Yeah. I am um, on the board of Pen American Center and the founder of the International Pen Women Writers Committee, which is how I met both of these ladies here. And um, to my left is Aisha Lemsin of Algeria, a journalist, once a columnist for Algerie L'Histoire, an essayist, a novelist, and an activist for women's rights. And on her left is Annie Cohen-Salal, all of the same as above, only in France. And um, I met Aisha in the, corner, in the course of uh, an investigation that we had been doing for some time of gender-based censorship, as we call it, around the world, which is the, the censorship of women's writing. And as a result, with the help of Pen American Center, we ended up in forming a new organization, which is just starting up now, called Women's World Organization for Rights, Literature, and Development, which will work on a, in an activist and programmatic way around this issue. And Aisha is to be a vice president. And also in the same work, in the course of the same work, I at one point met, went to France to a meeting of Russian writers and Americans with French writers where I met Annie. And it is almost a miracle that these are two Algerian women who have both been active all their lives in the same ways, but who took, had to come to New York and be under the auspices of Penn in order to finally meet each other. Aisha asked me to apologize for her English, but I refused because she speaks more languages than I do. She speaks Arabic, French, and Spanish very fluently. And in fact, her English doesn't need any apology anyway. But I do want to say that since you probably do not know her books, they've only recently become available here, that I have two of them here. One is The Chrysalis, and the other is Beneath the Sky of Periphery. And they're now available in the United States, published by Interlink Publisher, a representative of whom, which is somewhere in the audience, right there in the green sweater. And if you want to find out how to get them, or in fact get one, um, you can talk to her or me after the meeting. And the meeting will go like this. Aisha is going to begin by making a few remarks, and then Annie and she will have a conversation. Then I will come back up and we will have some questions from the floor. And then Aisha will sum up. Aisha. Thank you. Well, uh, first I would like to express my sincere thanks to the Pan American Center for their solidarity to our, us, us, I mean, uh, women writers in general, and uh, particularly the Algerian women and also to Meredith Tax for her tireless devotion for the cause of freedom of expression as a fundamental human right. Indeed, about human rights, grave violation of human rights of women in specific armed conflicts, including acts of terrorism and foreign occupation especially in the form of genocide and ethnic cleansing, or as in Algeria, targeting women as an insert uh, religious cleansing, constitute graves breach or should be considered violation of the fundamental principle 
of international human rights and humanitarian law. Violence against women is a global problem. It takes various forms in both public and private life, instilling fear and insecurity in women's lives. Also, violence against women derives essentially from the lower status accorded to women in the family and society. Now, all around the world, the rise of Christian, Muslim, Jewish, and Hindu fundamentalists as a political movement targeting women writers or journalists has the potential for becoming a worldwide reactionary movement similar to fascism in, 90, uh, in 1920 and in 1930. In this period, human rights women thinkers and writers. The most bitter opposition to women writers occurs when they move out of especially marked gender categories of discourse and trespass in areas considered out of their realm. There were other reasons besides their writing that these writers were attacked. There are always other reasons when a woman is censured. So women writers become human rights case. What are they so afraid of? What do they think we are going to say if they let us talk? So I want to talk. <laughs> and I know what I am talking about because as a woman, Muslim and writer who questioned in Algeria the, social, the socialism which curtailed the women of their rights at time of intellectual silence on the subject. Then, clearing up the false language of the so-called Algerian Democrats and the religious when neither of them had no official existence in my country. And for more than 20 year, 28 years, I personally had been the hostage of the hidden face of censorship. And today, I am fa facing a double risk because I refuse the politics of lie made by the repression of government and by the terrorism of the extremist fundamentalists. And also I refuse the game of the culture of lies made by those so-called Algerian Democrats who call the army to stop the democratic process in Algeria in January 92 and who, without any sense of democracy, uh, morality, they agreed to serve on a consultative council that had been convened on the course 
of a mutilated parliament. Because I believe today Zudran in Algeria, if there really were any Democrat in Algeria, the blue bar we are experiencing would never have taken place. Because I said that on the time of the suspension of the elector electoral um, uh, election, electoral elections in 1902, I was banned from uh, writing in the Algerian press. And some consider me as pro-Islamist. I'm not pro-Islamist. I'm pro-democracy. I'm pro-freedom. It's mean Islamist or any, it's one politic sensibility of the country. And when we, the, social, the wall of the socialism broke up, we entered on the democracy. I think the role of the intellectual is to be uh, right and to allow the, all the sensibility in the country to express themselves. So really, because I fight for that since 18 years in Algeria, because I believe that an intellectual is not a cop or a judge. Writers supposed to be a pacifist and tend to take non-violence as fundamental. We can never win, because I know that, we can never win through violence. Our enemies are always better at it. Consequently, the condition to restoration, civilian peace toward a pacific end of the Algerian drama would be that the truly intellectual and democrat accept and support a policy of dialogue and national reconciliation. Unfortunately, up to now, they have only contributed to the escalation of hate speech and the answer also is repression and terrorism. So the people, Algerian people and women there, the chief victim of this war of elite, elite in Algeria. In this living hell of Algerian people, women, as I said, their chief victim. They were manipulated by the successive ideology of nationalism and socialism. Today, once again, man they're manipulated by the way of Algerian democracy and by the way of Algerian Islamists. Indeed, survival is a long race for Algerian women. Into 132 years of colonial presence, they have to face a double oppression. That of occupant added to that of the patriarchal society rendered even more radical because of humiliation and cultural depersonalization. When I speak always about the patriarchal system, I don't mean the family, Arab family or Muslim family, because the family themselves in our country, they're also hostage of the totalitarianism of the government. So patriarchal system, it's a, I mean, in my mind, it's only patriarchal, politic, misogyny in our country. It's not the family. The family is not 
the family also, as I said, it's some des otages de ces totalers. Within that history of fighting women, name of feminine leaders will have in Algeria a permanent place in contemporary history. And after national independence, they were conf confronted with the harsh reality. The revolutionary promises of their political leaders turned the condition of women in a dual cultural debate. In one hand, women are exalted as an integral part of the socialist battle. And uh, on the other hand, women would remain insignificant in the eyes of the law. So, illiterate, professional, minister, or even a deputy, a woman could be repudiated or have a co-wife in addition to running the risk of being disposed of her home in the event of war. We can uh, spoke more largely about this paradox of uh, at, uh, starting after independence, the socialism egalitarian and the code, family code retrograde. So this double speech, women were always victims, comme je l'ai dit, of nationalism and uh, today, de l'islamisme. So when we see, for example, the rates of female activity in Algeria now, after 30 years of independence, we saw that, we see that, je ne sais pas si ou so, bon, le temps importe peu, 8.2 are active, uh, which is percent. rate, oui, uh, voilà, which is the lower one in the region, in comparison with the Maroc and the Tunisia. And illiteracy in Algerian uh, women is more or less 50% uh, of the population of women. Anyway, that demonstrates patriarchal rule has triumphed over program of popular education because socialism indeed open university uh, uh, pushed the women to work we have at the uh, at the 18th in algeria judge which is very rare in the muslim countries we have the women were present in all the fields because really during the 15 uh, 30 years of socialism les années 70 it was really everything open uh, for the and the call of the government for the women to go to work and the university it had any comparison with other countries in the region but the result we have today why so what I think that, what I said that through my book since 18 years, is that contrary to the belief that economic independence frees women, which is this, je crois, que c'est la pensée de la gauche et du socialisme, economic independence will free women. No, the Algerian experience proves that freedom means, and education, everything, means nothing when it is not supported by the overhaul of the judicial system. So, as I said, is this paradox which I show through my books, 
even if my books are novels, but you know, always, and writers go far away, out of his book. So I explain this paradox, this double meaning, this double speech about the women. As a result, today in Algeria, we are in Algeria, today we are in, in Sarajevo. So people talk a lot about Sarajevo. Sarajevo in Algeria is the same. Violent deaths are commonplace. In Sarajevo, mortars rain down on the entire community simply because it is Muslim. In Algeria, terrorism is a mortar with many facets and strike randomly using guns and knives. It targets individuals regardless of age or sex, mutilating and dismembering its victim. Women are being killed whether they were veiled or not. Terrorism in Algeria is responsible for the rape and kidnapping of women who never seen again or are found hacked to peace. Is that the truth which the people L'opinion internationale must know. In this war of male elite, terrorist groups are able to kill, terrorize, terrorize women with all impunity. No group, not even the government, denounced anti-women violence. And women, mother of daughter, of girl, intellectual or not, go into hiding or are driven to emigrate to survive. However, I think, finally, we must remember that the violence against women in Algeria is without equal in those countries where political Islam flourished. Algeria is the only country in which fundamentalists attack women. We can talk about that. Even in the tradition of, in Islamist history, the tradi la tradition of the, uh, la protection de, of women during the war. We have, we haven't, in any case, during the Muslim war, during the epoch of Futuhat, on the time of the Prophet, where women were killed. Even during the, I, and I have a special story about that. Abu Sufyan, for example, who fights the truth of Muslim, of Mahomet, she wasn't condemned uh, When the Prophet came back to, 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 to the Mecca, him, Abu Sufyan, was the first one to, 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 to discuss with the Prophet. So, even the Islamists, in, in, when you see around uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Palestine, in, 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 in Egypt, they don't kill women. They have a problem with the rule of government. They don't kill women. Even in Iran, they came to the power, but they didn't kill women. I don't mean after, with the application restrictive of the Islamist Sharia. Eh, they beat them, etc. I kill when the way to arrive to the power. They did ki kill women. Women is sacred in the Islamism. In the Islamic history, in the religion Islamic. So in Algeria, they kill women. It's the first time in the history 
of the Muslim world, of the Muslim story. So the, that we must emphasize and, and on, we must know that. So, and for example, on the other hand, also, if we have a time, we can talk about censorship. Where censorship in Algeria is not only prohibition or confinement, but also another method of psychological torture, aiming at humiliation and disheartening the intellectual capacity. They made sheer, as they did during 18 years, about my work. On the time of socialism, they call your work bourgeois retrograde. On the time of Islamists, they call your work pro-Islamist when you are telling the truth. Launching suspicion on your person will end into restriction of the circulation and distribution of your book and lead to a total blackout of your action in the press. You may be deprived of your right to be in any national organization of writer. Even you have awarded international uh, prizes. Also, deprived of your right to la labor, slander may even aim your spouse, your husband. If they cannot touch you, he se venge sur votre mari. In a world, a cruel art to destroy a woman or a man through the opposition of a person of the same sex coming out of the censor seraglio. Finally, this there are the truth which we must know about intellectual in Algeria and democracy in Algeria, about the claim of the government they're fighting Islamist and the obscurantism, and about they're all together the same. Finally, democracy have good reason to be embarrassed by Algerian Democrats and Islam to be ashamed of Islamism. Thank you for your attention. Um, Aisha, I, I thought uh, you were very, very strong and um, you turned me totally upside down. Uh, actually, uh, for me, it's very strange here to uh, to talk to you today and to meet you, as Meredith said, through New York and through Pen Club, uh, Pen American, because uh, that is my very first steps as a, an Algerian writer. Uh, my, I, I just want to tell you a few words about my own personal. Uh, uh, biography, if you don't mind, because uh, I belong, I am, I am your sister. I belong to your country and I am like you from the Ores, originally, from uh, the Jewish population who came to Algeria uh, before Christ, from, directly from Palestine. And so our grandfathers, grandmothers were in Algeria, uh, all these thousand years, and uh, then Algeria started to be colonized by the French in 1830, and the French found Algeria under a Turkish government, and under this government, the Jews and the Arabs were living together, 
40 years after the French came to colonize Algeria, they gave only to the Jews French nationality and French privileges and French culture. It was something called the Decret Crémieux in 1870. And through this move, the Jews were manipulated against the Arabs. For a century, the Jews were part of the French army when fighting with the French, uh, the War of 1870, the War of 1914, the War of 1939. And when France was occupied by, uh, by the Germans and, the, uh, and Pétain came to power in 1940, the Jews were taken back their French citizenship. So for four years, um, the Jews were back uh, with the Arabs as under citizen of, French, uh, of the French government. Then uh, the Algerian uh, War of Independence started, and uh, the French left Algeria in 1962. And all the Jews, 100,000 people, most of them, like 99%, left Algeria with the French and went to Paris, and went to France, actually. So I belong to this population. I belong to the population of the Jews of Algeria who were colonized by the French, uh, learned the history of the French uh, kings, and the geography of the French mountains, and learned about the reality of my cultural origins when I was 20 years old by reading Franz Fanon in, in Paris. So uh, then I became a dutiful French citizen, a dutiful French student, a dutiful French writer, even a dutiful French diplomat, uh, and represented my uh, French culture in the United States. And, um, it's New York City who woke me up uh, and allowed me to, in my cultural search for identity, allowed me to integrate all the bits and pieces I am made of. And actually, the piece, which is North African, uh, has won. And definitely, I think, uh, it's something that I didn't really kind of express much, but had very many, many questions about. And basically, it's through meeting the African-American women in New York. Uh, many, many of them in my position that I noticed, and, and by reading and wor working, that um, I discovered the, the part of mine which is uh, Algerian and which is essential. Uh, and that one might be one of the reasons why I'm staying in this country and why I'm, I'm um, delighted to be introduced to my, my sister, <laughs> Aisha, tonight. Uh, I just want to read to you a little paragraph of uh, the biography of Saad that I wrote a few years ago. This book was written as a, an academic work, as a sociological work. And um, the, only, the only few lines in this book, which are really the lines of a writer and not the lines of, a, of, a, of an academic, which is full of defenses and um, shields, are the lines which are about the Algerian war. Um, I was, I was uh, 14 years old when I left my country, and I have never been there before. And I am going to ask Aisha many questions about how things are for us there. So you are fighting from inside, and I'm fighting from outside, and I'm just starting, actually. So I'm just going to read you a few lines. Like their French counterparts, Algerian school children in their light smokes enjoy, enjoyed using the new lexical treasure of the 50s which allowed them to be in sync with pop songs and the launching of Sputnik. The Algerian war was infecting the entire country, from Dunkerque, which is 
in north of France to Tamanrasset, which is south of Algeria. The colonial edifice that, once, that had once seemed so prosperous and so solid was ineluctably caving in. The school children of Elbiar, Warbla, and Tlemcen were taught that their country had a large granitic massif, the Massif Central, at its center, and was irrigated by a number of rivers like the Loire, the Vienne, and the Garonne. But they knew nothing, nothing at all, about the Djurdjura, the Arak, and the Mitidja plain. These same school children were forced to love and declaim the poems of Dubélé or the great speeches of classical theater while they ignored everything about Ibn Khaldun or Queen Kahana or the poet Elman Faluti. Since 1830, when General Thomas Bujot had, in the name of France, taken, away, taken Algeria away from Abdelkader, a politics of assimilation had been implemented all over the country and French had officially replaced Arabic, thus automatically diffusing a reduced and reductive imported culture. Muslims, Berbers, Jews, and French farmers had thus coexisted for over 125 years. By the time the metropolitan French, as they were known in Algeria, started to notice the first signs of the profound troubles that were upsetting a population of seven million people. So that's about uh, something about myself being here today and, and, and how I feel um, towards Aisha, which is, uh, you know, it's like a newborn baby asking somebody else because, I mean, although my life has been, uh, has been I've been doing a few things on my Algerian identity, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty new, actually. Uh, what I want to ask uh, Aisha is, um, I, want to I want to tell you, I want to say a few comments about Algeria today, about the position of the Algerian country today and the position of women in Algeria. So recently, uh, there was a celebration of the 40th, years, the 40th anniversary of the beginning of the independence war. The fight started on November 1st, 1954. And I mean, a month ago was celebrated the 50th anniversary. Uh, it's been, and I have the feeling that Algeria has been at war for more than 40 years in a civil war, and it didn't stop. I also have the feeling that uh, why is Algeria the most wounded country in this region? It's a country, uh, I think that in part, and I'd love you to answer me on that, I think in part that Algeria has been, and you know that this commemoration of the Algerian war uh, a month ago went together with something which is one of the most ugly, I mean, gestures that I've heard of, is that children were commemorating the anniversary in cemeteries, you know, school children, and a bomb killed uh, 12 of them on the 6th of November, um, on the 1st of November. Uh, these are the acts which take place absolutely every day, and it does not one day without a journalist being killed, uh, a child being killed, um, you know, people being deprived, and especially a Democrat people or vulnerable people. I mean, and what you told us about Algerian women is really definitely the most vulnerable of the Algerian citizens, which are stake. Now, one of the things you say, which is extremely interesting, is that it's not like in Iran, it's not like in Iraq, it's not like in Egypt, women are killed in Algeria. 
what is the specificity, I want to ask you, of Algeria, which makes it that Algerian women are more vulnerable than in any other country? What is specific about the history of Algeria? One of my, I mean, my interpretation, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but I think Algeria, I think the French have a big responsibility in here. I think the French colonization has been stronger in Algeria than in any other country. And I think that Algeria has been, the, I mean, French have been there the longest and the deepest and the more, you know, universal. Of course, French culture is the best. What can you think? I mean, it's the best. And everybody has to, you know, to talk and love and, 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 and which comes with a great denegation of the rest, of, of the true, genuine culture where you come from. So basically, um, uh, the Algerian people have, have been so much as uh, the French have tried a politics of assimilation of Algerian people so much that the, the history of liberation of Algeria since, 19, uh, since 1963, which I have, 1962, which I did not take part in, but I heard from outside, but you can tell us so much about has been a very, very difficult one. And Algeria is maybe the country which is in between the South and the West. The Western culture has been so deeply influencing Algeria. So Algeria is now uh, a place where the struggle between the South and the West is, I mean, I mean the most sensitive in the whole world. Uh, they also, the process of modernization of Algeria when the French left, uh, was done in a very brutal way. Mm. And the French helped, you know, in the, I mean, when the French helped, it was in the most brutal way. When you compare Algeria to Tunisia, for example, in Tunisia, the process of modernization was handled by Bourguiba, which is something which was much softer than the one in Algeria. Um, so, uh, I mean, these are the, these are the questions I'm, I'm asking you. You know, I really want to understand what makes the Algerian woman more vulnerable than the Arab woman anywhere else. Does it have to do with the French colonization? Does it have to do with this fight between the West and the South? Does this have to do with uh, the, the way the FLN dealt with, 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 with women? Um, I want also to talk to you about, uh, I mean, Islamic values. And I want also to talk to you about um, the way the West is helping now feminist uh, struggles in Algeria. And I mean, I really want, and I really want to talk also about the Taslima Nasrin fight that, you know, that uh, the parliament of writers in, 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 who met in, in Strasbourg on November 5th, uh, a month ago, um, had a whole morning night for Algerian uh, women uh, for the whole night. And, uh, and, and the person who was able to go, there was Taslima Nasrin together with uh, Salman Rajdi, and they are fighting now. Uh, for freedom of writers all over the world. So this is my small contribution to the to the and these are in a, I mean I mean new I mean com, new coming in this um, in these questions. Uh, that's you know basically I, I lost contact with Algerian people. I mean I was forced to lose contact. I was you know I was 13 years old. I had no choice to stay in this country and and I couldn't. I mean I I'm not in touch with anybody else. So. Uh, thank you for bringing me Aisha, and I want to, you to answer to my questions. Okay, thank you. There are a lot of questions, and uh, we need uh, hours. But um, really, uh, all what 
and he uh, said now, this witness about one thing. Algeria is the only one country where pogrom, Jewish pogrom, they didn't, never, ils n'ont jamais eu lieu. Took place? Took place. Au Maroc, we know about some program, uh, pogrom, in Tunisia also, but in Algeria, no. In Algeria, because the Jewish, one, uh, I didn't know, but I have uh, uh, about my, my book, uh, Ciel de Porphyre, Beneath uh, Porphyry Sky, it's a, a story between uh, young, Christian, Jewish, and uh, Muslim, and Algerian Muslim, in Algeria, before the Algerian uh, uh, liberation war. So, I didn't prepare, but I would, this yes. is a very good answer to what Anisolal she wrote. No, because it will take time. Anyway, this, they were, I was at the school with, uh, it wasn't a question be, uh, be, uh, uh, between Jewish, because the Jewish, uh, they were also, you have a class, lost class, poor. Mm -hmm, sure. You know? Uh, the dressmaker of my family and my neighbor was Jewish. But uh, it, it was uh, really... Uh, anyway, on a pas eu de pogrom en Algérie. This is the culture of the Algerian mind. Now, for example, this show, Algerians, they, have, they haven't the tradition of violence. Now, all the people think, the Algerians, they are like that because we haven't a tradition of violence. Even during our, uh, the, the, la, la guerre de libération, the, the women, they weren't killed. So in the few cases. So what I want to say, why also another uh, mystification, the, the people put all on the shoulder of the FLN. The FLN is as, uh, you know, the Palestinian people, uh, have a uh, proverb, uh, 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 they said uh, toujours, it's all on the uh, Italian, I don't know, eh? but it's, this is a proverb, <laughs> the Palestinians said that. And no, all it's a foreigner, all it's a w who they're tracking to broken. This is schizophrenia from the south. <laughs> First, we must see in ourselves. When I say the south, it's yes. It's schizophrenia. All what happened is the, the complot from the abroad. They want to destroy us. And also about the stereotype, uh, Arab stereotype, the Western stereotype, the Arab people, the Muslim people. If we don't give this image of uh, barbarian, the people, they will not judge us. All what we can do is to separate the, the true and the false, us as intellectuals. So I think in Algeria, during um, the men in the power, in the, they want really to do the things uh, to open, because they, they, they thought about that. We will open university and we make, we make education free, health free, like that. It will be a very strong push of the girl on the university, they will, they will do, elles vont faire toute seule la révolution. When we have a lot of university, a lot, 
it's just true, the power make, well, it was, uh, he was inspired by the socialism, but we have, which any other country have that, education free, health free, university more than any other uh, country. You really, Algeria started doing the things good. But also we had the petrol. The petrol was the, the, the les ressources, les, les rentrées des dividendes du pétrole allow, allow us to do that. But we did the best about education health because the petrol in another country, also they have a lot country, but uh, uh, the lot in their country, but they did nothing to their people. In Algeria they did. But first, why the question the women, they didn't, I don't want, because in this kind, I'm not, je ne veux pas aller contre moi-même. In the fact, telling that, never, uh, it's the fault from this one or this one. It's the fault they're sharing by women and men. Women, for example, women who they're uh, struggling during the Algerian war. We have heroin, heroin, mm -hmm. uh, the, the women fighter. Mm -hmm. But yeah. after the independence, this woman, they stay as a veteran to take a pension or to go with all my respect. They don't want to follow, to look after writer women. They were very well, they, they stand like that. Veteran with the, avec des pensions or avec des trucs. So, they don't. We can understand human beings, he will not pass all the, the life to, to fight because those women, they were tortured, they were condemned to, to uh, en prison. They were, so, with them, anyway. But you have the other one in, in the, uh, dans le FLN, women, l'Union des Femmes Algériennes, UNFA, from the party unique. Those women also, they did do nothing, just copying, faisant le mimétisme of the men. So here you have la faute des femmes. Les femmes, they didn't know to gain this and to play, to, 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 to play a game, to play on the politic fields. They stay at the UNFA and they copy the, the, the language of the men for the power and for women, they become to be minister and also coming from the clan. And those women who there um, with the high position they obey to the clan of the men, who, so c'est un cercle vicieux. This of the thought sharing by the men and women, okay? But the thought also is the women, because this kind of politics, for example, share Algeria women in two people. You have people of women who constitute, constitute the elite, those, because thanks to the very good family, open, liberal, thanks to the husband, nice husband, brother, etc., they can go far away to their career, etc. But the other women people, le deuxième peuple de femmes, he stay as a centuries ago because they belong to the family conservatrice and 
to have the, the school here, to have here the university. You can go, this depends to the goodwill of the father, of the brother, of that. So that's why I insist about the law, about the code. When the right is for everyone, when we have real equality, so the chances are open for, for, uh, for each other. clear ce que je dis. Bon, so the thought are sharing. The women, this elite, instead to stay and to follow their career, why they didn't go do. And another thing also, this I want everyone, uh, I, I hope I can, uh, and je voudrais vous faire comprendre cela. For example, Algeria is a Muslim country. When you go, I did, for example, Ordeer of the Voices, it's a search on four years about, I, I, I try to go on the way where they born the prophet, the three uh, monotheist religions. So I went on the Middle East, Iraq, etc., to try to, to, to understand why women are So how the religion sees a woman, Jewish, Arab, Christian, Arab, Muslim, Arab. They're the same in the Arabic world. The tradition is, is not a question of the religion. What I want to say is the woman in this country knows about their story as a Muslim. I mean, when you know your story, you can fight your enemy with their own weapon. In Algeria, women elite, they were all socialists from the left hand. This means they have a speech, the phraseology, the dialectic of the France, of the Western feminists. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a... Which in Middle East, in Arab world, you see deeply the women. You go to, to, to Egypt, you speak with the Egyptian woman. Each one, she is able to be in front of any sheikh and to talk with him. In Jordan, for example, we have the, 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 uh, the, um, la preuve of Tujan Faisal, which is the first parliamentary woman in, uh, in, uh, in Jordan who win again, uh, against the fundamentalist party. This woman, she doesn't say, uh, I want to be a secularist like because is that. We, no, as they say in Algeria. She opened the discourse inside the Islam, and she, with their own weapon, she demystified those fanatic religious. Is that what we need? Is that what I say in 76 when I wrote my book? And I said the speech. So when you, you have this kind of speech as elite in the, in, the, in the country as ours, you put all the fundamentalists against you. Not against you, anyway, they are against the women. But you, you have any other way to triumph. So what I want to say, because there are a lot of questions. In Algeria, les femmes ont raté, ont raté their, the means to play a role. Because always they chose the Western, Western image. Okay. When I come in 76, I said, and it was very, very grave for me because I was uh, published by the MLF in Paris, but I wasn't for the, um, everybody was wrong. But I, I, I knew, I was young, I was 30 years, but I knew that and I started as poet. I never in my life.
to be poet. But again, this lie, the politics of lie in Algeria, the culture of lie in Algeria, the feminism of lie, the model, not the feminism in Occident, because the Occidental, they're fighting in the liberal society. Okay, and the feminism Occidental, they go step by step until to arrive to the freedom of the body, they started by salary equality, tak, tak, tak. But in, in, in Arab women, they wanted, we are 80% illiterate, mm -hmm. and they wanted quickly to be as the Western. This is, mm -hmm. so here you have the choice. Or you fight as intellectual for the majority, the silent majority, who is attached to the religion, or you fight for yourself and you live in New York or in Paris. Mm. So you cannot sure. speak about the majority of silence. So here is the question. <coughs> Les femmes en Algérie ont raté la sortie pour lutter. And now they wake up. Why? Because they're in the front of the necessity to survive. Okay? So in 76, I said, in, uh, uh, I, I, I said, I think we are wrong. We must uh, take the word, la parole, mm -hmm. as a woman. Beca because until now, the Islamic, uh, uh, the Islamic law was interpreted by the men, never by the... Mm -hmm. Before the paradox, before, uh, on the time of the prophet, women interpret the Quran. The prophet, he said, take half of your religion from this fair lady. This fair lady, it was her, his wife, Aisha. You know that Aisha, the young uh, wife of the prophet, is from her, we have the half of the tradition of our religion. So one religion who recommend you to take experiences and half of your information about from the woman, the, this religion, don't put the woman slave. So there, the goal is that. The goal is only that. The corruptive and oppressive nature of the power in our country. Thus, they deform the meaning of the democracy, they deform the meaning of the liberty, they deform of the meaning of the religion, of the Islam. So, I wanted we go inside to make our weapon as a feminist from inside uh, Islam, Islamic story. The enemy, this obscurantist, who is manipulated, uh, manipulating the religion of the people, we must, as intellectual, to demystify. La preuve is that each time I do an apparition on the TV, on Algerian TV, it's not because I'm just orgueilleuse, but this is true. Uh, all the all witness that all the people I mean I mean the deep Algerian, le le peuple profond de l'Algérie, il se reconnaît en moi. Each time, because each time he is faced with one discourse which he doesn't use to have with the femme, with the feminist writer or with the writer. When I come, I say, I'm Muslim as you. But those people are, are liars. And you know in our story, we have this, this one, this one woman who do that, who do that. So those people are liars. And the, the, this is the struggle between two clumps of men. So 
It's full of questions. So Algeria is not so bad. Also, little bit France or more. France, la faute de la France is always, it's, only the, it's not only France, it's also l'Occident en général. Always they have this support people. Ils ont toujours supporté, c'est-à-dire qu'ils ont soutenu les personnes and not the interests of the people. They support the interests of the clan, of the body in the government, but not the interests of the people. So in France was always aware about her own client in Algeria, in the power. As they did in Rwanda. You have the Hutu and the Tutsi. France support the Hutu. When the Hutu start to kill the Tutsi, France become humanity for the regles humanitaires to solve. So they want to do that in Algeria. Even if they did, même s'ils ne peuvent pas, if they did, do not want to do that, but they are doing that. That's why in this field, American policy, it's pragmatic, at least for them, the error of Iran served to something. But France, the error in Rwanda and others, they serve nothing. They are doing the same in Algeria. So that's why France helped to destroy Algeria. The equipe in Algeria, not during the equipe Boumedien. I know that the French people, they doesn't like Boumedien. But Boumedien, at least, was a nationalist and was a man of state. I'm sure if he lived, he was socialist because in those time who wasn't socialist. All the country uh, newly independent, it was the mod, they were, uh, they were uh, socialist. I'm sure he will be better democrat than, uh, than those one. So those which we have now. So that everybody participate to the bloody story of Algeria now. Women, they were always divided by ideology from left. We don't have right, because nobody is, uh, knows about uh, Islam. So everybody is, uh, so you know, it's very confusing. That's why, and the people as me who, who took the problem by by, by the base, because when you are alone, you cannot. You have everybody against you. That's why international fund is very important, because at least to open forum for the people as me. Thank you. I think the, I don't know if I've answered everything, but... You would respond to people. I'm sorry again for my uh, English. I hope all what I say you understood, I hope. If you didn't understand, now's the time to ask. So we, we'll take some questions from the floor. And if you, want to, if you want to address them to one person in particular, either Aisha or Annie, say so. And if you want to address them to both or just talk, you can just do it. Um, does, does anyone have a question? Yes, the lady in the front. Could you say who you are? Uh-huh. 
Why don't you go to the mic? Because I think people need to hear what you're saying. It's important. All right. My name is Monia Lazarek, and I'm an Algerian woman. I wanted to, uh, I wondered, it's more of a comment than a question. Um, I wanted to commend uh, Aniko and Solal for having suggested a line of inquiry, which I think Aisha has somehow neglected to pursue. And that is, um, what is the role of the French occupation of Algeria in the mess that Algeria, Algeria finds itself in today? Um, of course, nobody is saying that colonialism has caused the problems that we have today in Algeria, but it seems to me that it has made uh, it has created the conditions of possibility of what has happened today, and especially with regard to women. Um, this is very close to me because, as I said a few minutes ago, my own female relatives, you know, have been condemned to death. You know, one received uh, letters from the GIA and, um, and her house, you know, she, we were able to get her out, but her house, is, you know, her family, she left her children behind and they might be also um, killed. Um, it seems to me that uh, Algerian women have traditionally, and we can only go back as far as I am concerned in terms of written uh, records about you know, uh, how women have been politicized, have been seen as political categories uh, in men's games uh, back to 18, the 1830s and I mean to the French occupation. What has happened from the very beginning was that the French did two things. First, they established the difference between themselves and the Algerians on religious lines. Islam became a dividing line between the French and the non-French. Marshal Bouge, I mean, de Bourmont, when he arrived in Algiers, he said, I came to liberate you from uh, Oriental despotism, Turkish domination, which by that time was no longer Turkish because the days and the bays were Algerian-born. And uh, he also told them, oh, we came also to assure you freedom of uh, uh, religion. And ab at the same time, he emptied the mosques in Algiers and put his soldiers in them, his horses and, and his ammunitions. And from then on, the identity of Algerians as established by the French was a Muslim identity. And therefore, on, on your own official identity was French Muslim as opposed to French French, all right? Now, for women, this is what concerns me here. Um, from the very beginning, women became uh, the site of the struggle for power between the colonists and the native men. On the one hand, the French established women, it used women as a stick with which to, to beat, you know, Algerian men on the head. On the other hand, it played hooky with the idea that uh, we are going to liberate women, and at the same time, they would touch and go with, with the, the Sharia Islamic law, which they never really changed. And in fact, they even insisted on its application in some parts of Algeria. Okay, now, is, do we get a, is there a question that emerges out of this, or shall we yes, just. Do, do, you, do you want to respond to this, Aisha? About the French? Yeah. Okay. No, maybe we. I said uh, women were uh, manipulated. Even, uh, you know, uh, well, maybe I focus uh, uh, about after uh, uh, Independence Nationale. Mm -hmm. But it's obvious that all the colonialism manipulated the people, women and men. 
For example, I have about what uh, did uh, the General de Bourmont and even the Cardinal Lavigerie in 1837, Cardinal Lavigerie, also about the Berber. He wants to separate not women and men, but Arab Berber, about the language. So on the Washington report on Middle East affair, 20 December, I explained this operation of division uh, from the colonialism, uh, French colonialism, what did French colonialism in Algeria? To divide Berber against Arab, about the language. Cardinal Lavigerie, he said, we must more or less, uh, when he came in 1867, we, we must the, uh, put those people, Berber, out, uh, on doit les enlever de leur Coran, les quitter de leur Coran, out of their Coran, leur Coran. On doit leur donner, we must give them the religion of their father, l'évangile. <laughs> so we can, if they don't want, we push them on the land Desertic and stepping. They, they did exactly as uh, in the 46th uh, century before Christ, the, when they come uh, Romans, etc. So, all that, their traditional operation to divide the people when you arrive. All that play in the identity of uh, Algerian uh, people. The gentleman in the sweater. Uh, just a comment, to blame uh, French colonialism on the status of women in Algeria today is sort of really sort of a left-wing ploy that is not only beating a dead horse but refuses to face the reality of what the situation is. The Berbers and the Arabs were fighting a long time before the French ever arrived there. Traditionally, their history has been one of conflict, uh, not, not violent, at, at all times, uh, all we have to do is look at Yugoslavia, former Yugoslavia today, and, and there, uh, uh, without colonialization, to see what happens. So I think we have to be very careful by saying, well, it's the Western world's responsibility, it's French responsibility for what's happening to Arab women, uh, it's European responsibility. The responsibility lies with the government of Algeria today, not what happened 100 years ago, or 80 years ago, or 50 years ago with the French colonialization. Uh, there is a, a political undertone when people come to say that. Today, now, what the Algerian government is doing, is that's where the responsibility lies. The same as in Egypt, and the same as in Saudi Arabia, exactly. the same as in Kuwait. I agree I, with you. No, no, I would say something. I agree with you. It's, it's what I said, it's today, it's the fault. But when I said we were massively manipulated, each one has his part of the problem. But it's just true, since 1988, when the riots came and a lot of young, 500 of uh, young were killed by our army, and when the in 92, the process of democratic uh, uh, cut, everything, it, it's responsibility, you are right, I agree with you. But each thinks 
participate to the failure. I, I want to say one thing just to make sure you all know it before I call on any more people, which is I'm not completely sure it was clear from what Aisha said. It is for saying these things, all of her books are banned in Algeria. She is not allowed to write in the newspaper. She is not allowed to broadcast, which she used to do formerly. And she has also been repeatedly threatened by the Islamic parties. So that you have somebody, anybody who tries to say the emperor has no clothes on either side is just Okay, now let me just uh, add, okay. add a little word. You know, this is, uh, that's why, I mean, what I want, you spoke about Arab women. We're speaking here about Algerian women. And we're trying to understand the specificity of Algerian women as opposed mm. to Arab women and to Western feminists, you see. So it's a very complex problem because we have, the, um, and, and we cannot forget about the past. You know, I want to know also why in this country where you have, there was the only political character who was able to unify the whole Maghreb, mm -hmm. which means Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, and Egypt, ever, ever, for more than 18 years, is a woman, the Queen Kahana. I mean, you know, in the fifth century. And this is a woman. See, this is a woman who was the only, only one who was able to. So this is a country was, in the past, a, ref a great reference to a woman character. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking now about the country where the women are the worst treated, maybe in the whole world. And the, and the, and the numbers you, you're talking about, you're talking about, I mean, about illiteracy, I mean, is something absolutely, I mean, so. Right, there, then I see two others. Okay. No, 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 not you. I'm only calling on people who haven't spoken before. I called on someone behind you. No, nobody gets a second turn until everybody's gone. <laughs> so, sorry. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, people need to hear other voices also. You spoke quite a while. Okay, I'm an Algerian man. Good. <laughs> Azadine uh, Layashi, teaching at St. John's University. And I just have a few comments on the, uh, on the presentations and on the situation. I'll try to make it short. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that the Algerian crisis today is a fundamental crisis. Mm -hmm. It has a million facets. Mm -hmm. It is really uh, an ideological, it is a political, it's a cultural, it's an economic, it's a real mess. And uh, then one of the uh, questions not really uh, dealt with in the presentation uh, was what is the cause? What are the causes of the crisis? We just started talking about what's happening and more specifically what's happening to women. I would like to uh, remind <coughs> the, uh, the audience that the crisis is hitting men and women boys and girls. And uh, fortunately, of course, women have been a small number compared to the man killed, but it's the same victim. It is not targeting women specifically as women. It is targeting anyone who opposes whatever ideas is being preached. And violence is the way, that it's the rule of terror. And we have seen men, more men, decapitated, more children decapitated, and more women decapitated in recent times, okay, recent months, and it has been a horror to see, it was more horrifying to see a woman, and there were pictures in the papers and shown on TVs, and there are videos that are circulating of that things where you would see a woman decapitated, and that is, it is just more horrifying. So the crisis is fundamental, and we have a huge chunk of society, the majority that is in the middle of this men, women, boys, and girls who are caught 
in the fight among groups wanting power. We have the Islamists who are divided among themselves, and then we have the elite in the regime trying to hold on to power. So the, the victims is this huge mass of the Algerian population, okay? And in the process, of course, women are being taxed doubly, triply, because they are women, and, and it's not, uh, so that, of course, needs to be underlined. Now, as far as the causes of what brought this all about, it's too long to get into it, but just I want to go back to the French and the legacy of, of colonialism. Of course, colonialism has something to do with this, a lot to do with this. And if my understanding of where Algeria got itself today it goes back to before 1830 or starting 1830, I see that as a parenthesis in the historical evolution of Algeria that opened in 1830 and that closed in 1988. We had a, his, a colonial legacy or colonial experience that just dislocated the entire society, that, 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 that killed whatever processes were taking place there that destroyed the livelihood of the, uh, the populations there and then tried to, of course, impose, as I was being taught, that my ancestors were the Gauls. I was going to French school at the time. And do I look like a Gaul? <laughs> okay, so, and then what happens is that after independence, we have the post-independence kind of teaching of rhetoric, socialist rhetoric, trying to build the new Algerian man and the new Algerian woman, which is the same thing as denying or forgetting about the, historic, the history of the Algerians and who they are, where they came from, who the, and what the, they are made of. That was also left aside during the uh, post-colonial era, all the way up to 1988, when there was explosion from society that wants to know what it is, what is it doing, and where it wants to go. And that's it. It is a break. And fortunately, this break has taken the, the form of a polarity, seculars versus Islamists. While in fact, it is more than that. What happens to the Democrats? Aisha Al-Msin was talking about women, women writers who could not write like her, who could not publish, and so on. I would like to remind you that the intellectual, not only in Algeria, but throughout the Arab world, was completely crushed completely crushed. How many books were banned in Algeria, were not allowed to be published in Algeria, then they were published in France, then they were smuggled in even by the elite in Algeria. But both men and women writers were crushed by the regime from 62 all the way up. If you want to go back to colonialism, it's the same thing, you just continue. So both writers of both sexes were crushed, of course, and this was because it was the nature of the regime itself. The nature of the regime. So I just wanted to make that point that uh, just, just to conclude is that there was, this is a fundamental crisis that involves the entire population and the hostage is this big majority of the Algerian people who are caught in the crossfire. We should not lose uh, that uh, focus. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, can I, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I don't agree about uh, 62. Uh, I'm sorry, l'amalgam, or la confusion, for example, between, you know, in Algeria, women and men and children, they're killed. I know that women and men, they're killed. But women, they're killed, who, uh, uh, is not the people who they're killed because they are against uh, them, or they, they took. 
How one woman with a veil, with two children, uh, with her husband in the car, uh, going, she was against them about the, the suspended uh, electro. She slit the, the, the car. When they do the rap, uh, they enter in the family uh, and they take the, the women and the teenager from 40 years, they rap in front of their father and after they kill all everybody, that is all anyone is killed? That because anyone is killed because he is opposite to them? That they don't know. The people are coughed, that's true. But I insist about the woman, the chief victim. I insist because why? Because Islamists in Algeria must be ashamed. Islamism in Algeria is not an honorable, an honorable, honorable lutte. I can understand the, the, the Hamas in Palestine. They are not agree with, the, for example, with Arafat. À la rigueur, je peux les comprendre. I can understand them. À la rigueur, I can understand the, the integrism in, in, in Egypt because in uh, from uh, from uh, from Sadat and the, the misery, etc. But I don't understand one Islamism in Algeria or whatsoever because maybe it's the complicity from a uh, dead uh, squad also. Who knows? Who killed? Little girl, every day in the campaign, in the countryside, the hairdressers, women hairdressers, uh, in their, uh, they don't know about politics. They're killed or they're, uh, uh, on the, uh, intimidated. Intimidated. So, and even the family of the Islamists, the family of the Islamists also there completely terrorized by the repression. So what I cannot forgive is that they share this wrong policy, share our country is two families mourning in the conflictual debt. You know, before we, were, we have one, it's the French occupation. Now, each one, one, he was killed by an Algerian Islamist, the other by an Algerian uh, terrorist. So, no, I insist about the woman like that to put a shame with this, uh, this uh, Islamist. I'm Only that. Okay, I'm going to take two more questions. One in the back there. Two more. Say, it would be nice if somebody ended with at least a pretense of a question. My name is Stuart Shar. Um, I lived in uh, Morocco for eight years, and I live in Tunis five months a year, and I've been in Algeria many times since 1960. And something strikes me that fascinates me with what's going on, and I wonder how you would respond to this. The first thing that fascinates me is that the targets that the Islamicists have taken in terms of killing, are not the high levels of the state. They're killing people at a secondary level, the security forces who are on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, women who have no power, mm -hmm. uh, intellectuals and journalists. And I think there's something symbolic going on here. And the whole movement is using a symbolic language, mm -hmm. which I don't fully understand but the symbolism of decapitation, mm -hmm. 
the symbolism of wrapping heads in plastic and putting them in department stores and schools. Mm -hmm. uh, there is something going on here which is trying to mm -hmm. get the population involved in a profound, deep way. The second thing that fascinates me, and I may be wrong about this, is that living in Morocco and living in Tunisia, I saw that the state, more so in Morocco than in Tunisia, the state did not intervene in trying to liberate women through education or uh, through pushing work. And the more they didn't intervene, and I'm saying this despite the fact that I think the state's role is significant in pushing these things, but the more that they didn't intervene, the more the women themselves revolted and took off their veils. Um, mm. And again, their illiteracy is profound. I'm talking now about an upper class of women. The position of women in Morocco is horrendous, like the position of men at the lower classes. But there was a transformation that took place mm -hmm. that came out of the society, and the society was not shocked by the transformation as much as I think they were in part in Tunisia, but not as much as in Algeria. I think there was a shock that took place in Algeria that people are paying for, uh, that a command economy uh, and a command authoritarian regime, and here I take exception with what you say about Boumediene, because as far as I'm concerned, he was an authoritarian person who destroyed a movement that was based in the countryside and throughout the country during the War of Liberation. But that's a whole other point, and I don't want to quibble it. All I'm saying is those two points, one, the state position in taking charge of transformation in the way that Algeria did, and the first point that I made. Oh, that's the... Ça montre que c'est un observateur très aigu de la société. You know, for the first... Uh, for the first point, you have uh, three stories, enfin, about why they started by the policemen and the people who doesn't have. Some explain that by, uh, when I say it's not about books or about observatory, it's what we see, us, in Algeria. We don't. It's first, uh, and maybe uh, Monsieur, uh, who is knows also very well Algeria, uh, he will uh, uh, help me in that uh, response. First, you know, they wanted to uh, to soulève le peuple. Elevate. Elevate. I pray. You know, no, to no. soulève le peuple Raise. against Raise. the power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Exactement, to create, you know, first by the fear, because during the, uh, the war, uh, liberation, they started to do that, for example, for the people who, for not collaborating with the French uh, uh, people. They kill the small, uh, you know, uh, the, the harki, the, the barmen, barmen, because they give renseignement to the uh, police, etc. So they wanted to do the same uh, schema in Algeria, c'est-à-dire they, they kill the small people like that, they, they will have, uh, ils vont avoir peur, and they will constitute for them the, le lit, the bed, for, you Basis. know, to mm. les recevoir, les protéger, and they grow up. 
other said simply simplement because the big one they're very they live in the bunker and they are very heavy uh, they have a heavy security so they go to the small people you have another from who said they're not the islamists the islamists we know exactly how the way they kill and who is her target target they said like that it's simply the intellectual or journalist who they're uh, writing against them who they uh, put themselves they were chosen in this uh, uh, consulta uh, conseil consultatif so they are killing them the other there another part from the to put the algerian people people rejecting completely the islamists forever and they show the worst and they claim that is the islamist for example i made an uh, entretien for one uh, newspaper the al ahram weekly which i wrote to, to them in egypt with the leader of the islamist here he said first we are now we are doing a liberation war against the french algeria for them algeria was never uh, liberated from the colonialism france uh, colonialism he we have a flag etc but france still here so we are fighting the francophone and all the influence of france in algeria they said is that now the struggle it's the Islamist is not for religion, etc. But it's against. It's another second word again against France. The, another thing, the situation is so complex in Algeria. It's so complex. I think the terrorism is doing. I think we cannot uh, give a very sophisticated thought to the terrorism. Ils font tout ça par hasard. They kill pour monter la pression, to, to, to put the pressure of the terror, of the threat, of the instability in the society. That's why uh, the point of the voilà. symbolic targets mm -hmm. is very, very good. I mean, it's, it's very, very true. I think it's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Symbol, yeah. But it's at the same time, for example, uh, they want, until now, they want the people uh, be so horrified and go out and they do as for example did the people in iran it's when uh, the iranian people go five million in the street mm -hmm. it was those time where the shah uh, and they came they want they are looking to do that but the, the, the dramatical mm -hmm. story is the power also want to do that because the people is caught as hostage between these two struggle to fundamentalism. So the, the people, he is trying to protect himself like that, but the two together want the people rise and uh, demonstrate. This is the dramatic things in Algeria. Right, I'm going to take one last question. That man over there has had his hand up for a long time. And then we must, we must go. You are right. The, the state doesn't intervene in, in Morocco or in Tunisia, just in Algeria. Um, my name is Victor Sassoon. I uh, was born in Baghdad, Iraq, of Jewish uh, descent. Hmm. Uh, oh. I lived in different countries, um, just to give you an idea of myself. Um, I'm still not sure who is the Ayatollah Khomeini in Algeria. 
I mean, <laughs> you mentioned the judicial system. Um, I don't know what you mean by that. Um, and what, what is the judicial system in Algeria against? What are they fighting? Why are they against women and their ideas? I'm all in favor of women writing books. I'm all in favor of women progressing. It is distressing to hear of these killings I never heard. I mean, I read in the papers, but I, I didn't know to that extent there is such violence in Algeria. But what are they fighting against? What is the problem? Is it a question of family values? Are they afraid the, the family structure is going to be destroyed in Algeria? No, I think uh, maybe uh, this show that uh, women Algerians, they're uh, particularly strong. So strong, they are uh, this, tu vas le dire, elles sont tellement fortes dans yeah. une certaine mesure mm -hmm. qu'elles font peur même aux, aux islamistes. Alors, Algerian women is in a certain way are so strong that they scare even Islamists. Maybe is that, this shows no. that. They have a particular force no. for, uh, to transform the Islamists or whatsoever and, uh, and uh, you know, against them. But, no, ser sérieusement, More serious. sérieusement, yeah, that, that was a joke. No, sérieusement, <laughs> Ayatollah, you have one from Iran. And from this one, birth a lot of small ayatollah around the world. Because Iran wanted to export the revolution. And they did very well. They, so, you know, for example, why Algeria is so, um, it's so very hard, this, uh, this uh, uh, cette cruauté in Algeria. Because, you know, the Islamists always go in the place where the something, uh, modernity, it's already shown in the society. For example, in Lebanon. In Lebanon, Lebanon in, in 60s, 70s, was a country where really they have a, a, a freedom of press. Nobody t uh, in, uh, in uh, Arab world have the same society. Everyone come in, uh, in Lebanon to publish. It was really a center of uh, free thought and the free uh, publishing, etc. So, but they have a small Shia in the south. And the Ayatollah export the revolution and, they, and the other destroy this Lebanon because they wanted to destroy the, the, the country where uh, you have this idea of moving ahead, etc. In Algeria, when you see exactly in all the country, Algeria is the second country uh, in Africa, but it's the sixth. Second biggest, you mean? The sixth biggest in the world. Algeria have a lot of uh, resources, not uh, only... She is really uh, in the region, more or less, and uh, South Africa with all the richesses and all the potentiality. More, you know, Algeria did also a big revolution. So it's, it's a lot of factors which represent really a target for uh, whatsoever uh, in the country, in the region. But the Ayatollah, for example, he made Hassan Torabi. He made Hezbollah. He made, uh, but you have uh, actually, uh, Islamism, Sunni. 
Now the problem is we are facing an international Islamism together. In Algeria, you have the uh, uh, two. You have Abbasi Madani and you have Belhaj. You can say one he is uh, alter ego from the other, uh, one he is more extreme and really anti-occidental as uh, the line of Iran, which is Belhaj. Abbasi Madani, he is more as the Arabian Saudi. It means authoritaire inside, but open outside for the occidental interest. And uh, for the question of affairs étrangères, économiques, politiques, he is working very good with the Western and American uh, uh, particularly, but inside totalitarianism, etc. Abbasi Madani is more or less as, as um, uh, Arabian Saudi, this kind of theocracy. And even as uh, uh, Hassan Torabi, Hassan Torabi is exactly like that, very um, uh, authoritarian inside, but now he is begging American recognize them and uh, France, he, he even he gives them Carlos, but he, he, he is able to give his uh, mother, but uh, to open with. Uh, with uh. So, yeah. but Bilhaj, he is real. The second man, he is a real Ayatollah. I want to thank both the speakers, Aish Lemsin and Ani Konsalal, for their brilliant discussion tonight. If people have other questions or comments, they should come up and ask them. And don't forget that Aisha's books are available from me or the lady in the green shirt over there, if you want to just yeah. look at them or whatever. Thank you. Thank you very much for your patience, my English. <laughs>